Oh God. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Josie took Wallace down to the vet today. Like we had noticed something like weird next to his butthole the other day. And I was like, oh, is this like an anal gland situation? No, no, no. It's not like that. And I was kind of looking at it. I was like, I don't know. Maybe that kind of looks like a tick. Take him down there to the vet and they took care of it. But uh, it was like she, she wasn't sure of the vet. She's like, I think this is weird. I think it was like a leech got attached and then dried up and just was there. And it's like, oh, that sucks. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> Too much butt work being yeah. done on him today. Too much butt play. Yeah. A lot of butt stuff. Poor Wallace. Yeah, but he's okay. We put his vest on him and now he's just laying out. He's probably going to go outside and eat some bark or something. He'll be fine. Good for him. Yeah. He knows how to treat himself. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, welcome back to Cage Match, colon, a roundabout way of meeting Nicholas Cage. No. I am Sean here with my co-host, <laughs> Nick and our producer Peter and we're all sad <laughs> we are sad because this week we are reviewing 2017's mom and dad and 2007's next you know what I have a prediction for our immediate future <laughs> it's gonna be bad no rewind it back now it's gonna be good no because we watched these movies twice this wasn't the funnest week for us <laughs> no it's not a, a fun collection of movies and it's not even like not fun the way 9-11 wasn't fun because <laughs> i think we came out of 9-11 like generally feeling pretty decent about ourselves but man it's hard to come out of these last two weeks with any kind of like pride or my only takeaway from this week was uh they were short yes so I was doing my rewatches today. I just got done with mom and dad. And when I went to start up next, my rental had expired and I was not paying another $4 to watch it again. What a blessing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's just jump right into it. Uh, let's start with mom and dad, which this week I wrote a synopsis for. Hooray. Parents be crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not wrong. No, uh. Just for some reason, parents start killing their offspring. That is the premise of this film. That's about how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like a little bit of the happening with Mark Wahlberg, the Shyamalan sort yeah. of thing where all of a sudden it's so, just like people are trying to kill themselves. But instead of themselves, it's their kids. I said I was going to say a nice thing about this movie. And Mark Wahlberg isn't in it. Hey, that's true. It was better for that. <laughs> Too bad. Mark Wahlberg has like a science teacher is uh, like a bridge too far for me <laughs> <laughs> nick cage as like a car salesman or whatever he is in this totally fine mark Wahlberg as a pop star was a bridge too far for me yeah true what about a big dick porn star didn't he do that too that he did that tracks that yeah. seems yeah. about right okay so mom and dad 2017 uh what was the name of the director again ryan popov Brian Popov. That's not right. Brian Taylor. Brian Taylor. Uh, I got. I, I knew like, that wasn't one right. Of the syllables, you were right? Close-ish. Yeah. Who we will be watching again as he directed Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. He also directed the Crank series, and what else was there? Another like oh, and he did a a bunch of the show Happy. Yeah. So this guy has a great pedigree for like frantic action. Mm -hmm. which isn't served well in what's supposed to be a th like horror thriller 
as you started to say thriller you just kind of went through and i was like is this supposed to be a 3d movie did i miss something about it (laughs) and it wasn't no i'm still just as disappointed no more or less disappointed in this movie I think the highlight for me was um, as I was watching it, I texted Nick and I said, am I going to see a baby get murdered? <laughs> oh, that's where I kind of stopped my, my initial watch. And I'm like, this is tomorrow. Sean's problem <laughs> tonight. Sean does not have it in me. Um, so Nick Cage stars as Brent. Selma Blair stars as his wife, Kendall and Ann Winters, their daughter, Carly. They also have a son who is a kid. So fuck him. And, uh, the grandparents show up at some point. Yeah. There's the boyfriend too, I suppose. Oh yeah. And the only reason I met, even mentioned Ann Winters, cause the whole time I was watching this movie, I'm like, where the fuck do I know her from? I'm like, was she in color out of space? No, it's another ditzy blonde. Um, no, she was in the most recent season of the Orville. Oh, okay. Which is a really good show. Nah. A, shitty, a shitty cameo was uh Dr. Oz. Fuck that guy. Oh, oh man. The oh. Dr. Oz. Yeah. Okay. So, Real quick, daughter. That's pretty quick. Yeah, <laughs> daughter. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get through this one. Brent and Kendall, they're sick of their humdrum lives. They don't really. They're not really getting on with their kids, and you know things aren't great. Brent used to be, you know, Horny. king shit of Fuck Mountain. Opening credits. They use the footage of him getting or younger him getting tits in the face while like doing donuts. Uh, and it totally looked like the high. Uh, character from uh, Raising Arizona. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It really did. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed that high look. And then, you know, suddenly parents start going crazy, killing their kids. Carly's got to get home with her boyfriend to save her uh, little brother, her nine-year-old brother, who, why isn't he in school? Very good question. And uh, Never answered. He's too stupid. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Fucking. I, there is a part in this movie where I'm like, Finally, we get a fucking good kid with his head on his shoulders. Nope. Oh, no. A terrible kid. Yeah. Terrible kid. Gets home to get her brother before her parents get home from work. Parents show up. Attempted murder ensues. What do you want to talk about, Nick? I want to talk about what it was that he found and put in the firebird. Like, I assume it was a cat or some kind of a bunny. I thought it was like a baby bird or something. Yeah. The crows were tearing it apart. I don't know. They never show you, but like he just like Nick Cage just gets upset because obviously his firebird smells and there's a dead animal in it. Let's be real. That firebird definitely smelled beforehand. Yeah, but I think it smelled like something uh, copperier or something. I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was like a hand. I like in my head canon, it was a hand. He found a hand and the kid was just dumb enough to put it in a box and try to feed it like Fruit Loops. You hear it for a minute. Oh, I never heard it. Like when he first puts it in there and like he brings it like fruit loops. Does he put it in the box and it's just like, uh, uh, I'm fairly certain I heard like a meat, a cat mewing or something, but I could be wrong. Does a cat mewing sound like, uh, (laughs) was that the noise it made? I think so. I'm fairly sure it didn't. Headcanon. You should probably rewatch it and find out. Yeah. Guess what? You get to. (laughs) Uh, We don't know that yet. (laughs) Strong case to not do that. (laughs) And then we get to the actual action part of this movie. Like the back half is the actual like <laughs> trying to kill kids scene, which I, I would say, say for the most part, they're pretty successful at killing kids. Yeah. Lots of people kill lots of kids. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a lot of like giblets of children. Brent in this movie. and Kendall. Yeah. yeah. There's not a lot. You don't see a lot of dead Child kids. Viscera. 
you know there's a lot of like the leftovers of like bloody keys being held in the air being brought down in a stabbing motion we see one girl get like suffocated suffocated in a garbage bag one thing that i thought was kind of interesting i don't want to give too much credit to anything in this movie but like one thing that i thought was kind of interesting was the fact that like after killing the kids they have all these parents being like interviewed on tv and shit and they're just like Nah, I feel great. Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm real sad for everyone else, but I feel good. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. that's really, that is creepy. Yeah. Like, you just are driven to kill your progeny. I yeah. do want to say, I know you don't want to say anything good about this movie. I want to say one great thing about this movie, and that's Nick Cage line reads. Yeah. He goes full cage in this movie. Yeah, this movie is full of just like out there lines. And yeah. he, he gives them to us pretty hard. Yeah. Especially when he's talking to the kid. And like he just says weird shit like right <laughs> like telling your nine-year-old about like getting all that ass in the car <laughs> and uh and this there are flashbacks to pre-insanity and the way nick cage talked to his nine-year-old kid about like you know this car was a pussy magnet <laughs> yeah uh, language dad i'm sorry chick magnet <laughs> and that scene ends with the line again this is before any insanity if you ever touch that car again i'll kill you Smiles and then just a stern face. Yeah, there were so many. Oh, God, this was such a well directed and put together movie. I feel so good about this. What? <laughs> I, positive affirmations. They're mm-hmm. what's going to get me through this. Yeah. <laughs> and so, alcohol. <laughs> I should have brought more sparkle buddies. <laughs> this week's episode brought to you by alcoholism, because otherwise we wouldn't be here. Nah, this is fine. I was just going to say, like. This movie's just fucking ridiculous. Like, you got the boyfriend who you're introduced to in the beginning because, like, he has to go take his, like, PSATs, which is just ridiculous because he's, like, taking the PSATs and then, like, the test proctor is just sitting there, like, taking it. I mean, obviously, they take it pretty seriously. It's the PSATs, after all. And (laughs) then, like, all these parents are out there, like, waiting to kill their kids at the end, just, like, staring through the windows, and that's kind of weird. Yeah, like, why did doors stop them so much? Yeah, they were very content to just stare, like, there and in the uh, nursery yeah. at the hospital as well, just, like, watching and breathing. Yeah. yeah, just all this, like, bottled rage of these fathers looking at their infant children. Yeah. It's like, open open the door. Yeah, yeah I don't, because it wasn't locked, because he when he leaves, yeah, they, the door just closes... And then they open it again. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're like, oh, that's doors. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but he like takes this test and he leaves and like, I just want to talk about this character because this character, I think, upsets me the most because <laughs> they make him sound like he's just some big, smart kid. And then every time he's on scene, he's just like completely washed away. Like uh, they go back to Carly, well, Nick Cage's house and this is after like the parents have started freaking out and they're like trying to find the brother and get out of there. And Nick Cage shows up and he gets all pissed and he's like, just in Damon's face. Like, what are you doing here? I don't know what kids your age are doing. Like best not be diddling my daughter. He didn't say it, but it was was implied. And, uh, he's, uh, like chasing the kid and then like wallops him and like kills him. And you're like sitting there like, Oh, that's fucked up. And obviously he's not dead because he's going to come back later in another scene fight. So this kid gets shit kicked out of this entire movie. He's the only kid we actually see viscerally get fucked up. 
gets his arm cut by a broken bottle, Mm -hmm. gets his head smashed into the tile floor, gets a coat hanger through the cheek. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was gnarly. Then gets a meat tenderizer to the head, knocked over a banister, hits the stairs on the way down, and then cracks his head on the couch before hitting the floor. Yeah. And apparently he wasn't dead then either. <laughs> no, he gets to come. He gets he gets back at uh, the mom, though, with a shovel later. So good yeah. for you, kid. There was a shoveling. <laughs> I guess I'm glad he didn't die. Like the first time I watched it, I was so upset with this movie. I didn't even notice that he came back and like hit the mom with a shovel at the end of the movie. I was just like, fuck this. Like, why do they keep bringing him back and just killing him? But I guess but, I drank enough. I didn't care anymore. <laughs> Speaking of quote unquote surprise characters, uh, one of the other things that I texted Nick about when I was watching this is I was like, please tell me that <laughs> the grandparents are the ones that come and save the day by killing no. the parents. <laughs> I forgot about the grandparents until like two minutes before the doorbell rings because I'm like, wait, weren't they supposed to have dinner with the grandparents? What's that going to look like? Ding dong. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Instantly maced in the face. <laughs> Instantly maced in the face. And stabbed. <laughs> okay. So. You yourselves are trying to kill your kids. It's been all over the news, and you're aware that people are trying to kill their kids. Mm -hmm. Would you not stop to think that when your parents showed up, hmm, wait a minute. Well, I don't think they actually think about the condition of killing their kids. But the mom does listen to a radio report about it when she's driving home. Yeah, I think it kind of goes in and out. Like, Yeah, I think they all have the brains like real bad. yeah, Yeah, when they're all fogged up, I don't think it matters to them. Peter, I thought you had a really good idea this week about, like, let's talk about, you know, how these movies could have been better. Yeah, how would you fix these? (laughs) One of two ways, and they both involve the same thing. So there's a lot of, like, put on, like, the flashback scenes. One of the better, like, scenes in this film is when Brent is trying to build his rumpus room and, like, winds up smashing the newly made pool table. And he completely has this freak out about how, you know, he used to score all the time and now he's, you know... Now, they're just mom and dad. If you would have had the insanity kind of build up rather than just going straight to murder kids, but start normal, kind of what the color outer space did, where over the movie, they're getting shorter and shorter with whatever's going on with them until it just turns into a rage. Because why are you trying to make us care about these characters when they're just supposed to be psychopaths? So do that or the other solution. Remove the B plot and just be a slasher. Just have mom and dad be crazy and let's not know anything about the parents. Yeah, I I would prefer it that way, because I think if you tried to ease into it, this movie would end up being like an hour 45, hour 50. And that's it probably could have been about an hour and 10. Yeah, it could have. There were tons of scenes that didn't need to be like the whole building the pool table scene. Yeah. I don't know. There were some good cage moments throughout that, which. Yeah, I mean, mean, it gave us really do need good performance. Yeah, we need it. Um, for this podcast <laughs> yeah, specifically, specifically. <laughs> but uh, the movie gives us the elements we want. We get some like good Nicolas Cage freakouts. We yeah. get like obviously a hyper violent kind of just wackadoodle movie, uh, which who doesn't want that? Except the violence are kept right before an act of violence happens. It cuts to a flashback of mom and dad being good parents. I'm like, no, just give us the fucking action. Yeah. I never really cared like what was falling apart inside of their family. No, I just wanted to see like, cause that had nothing to do with their current situation. Yeah. In fact, the only time I was kind of on board with this film is the last five minutes when grandma and grandpa show up. And then you have like this Tom and Jerry style chase where Nick Cage is chasing his son 
and grandpa is chasing the cage with a knife and the movie more or less ends with mom throwing grandma in front of the firebird as it's like peeling out of the garage yeah the kid does a real sick like whip it just like no nick cage is driving oh yeah that's right right. and grandpa he is technically a son yeah true grandpa's (laughs) and grandpa's on the roof so grandma goes ass over tea kettle over the car in slow motion and then grandpa like then the firebird crashes in one of the car and grandpa goes forward and head splatters open yeah that was a melon for sure (laughs) Yeah. yeah and i'm like all right this is finally saying what's on the box i bet there was some kind of uh mpaa thing about like killing just just killing children throughout the whole movie and that's why they didn't want to show it like you can't have that much violence against children so that's why the only violence we like actually see short of that one girl getting uh suffocated with a plastic bag that is probably the the most graphic scene of of like kid murder right the plastic, the plastic bag. bag like i mean I yeah think. it's just everybody getting chased the only other vi- like actual violence you're like really confronted with there is the cop beating up a parent which is weird because oh, yeah. the cop was just going ham on a parent and like didn't even care that he was punching their face in so that violence actually didn't add up with the rest of the movie but what did add up with this movie I will say the I mean, again, if you're going to present us with a world, at least make everything fit and stick with in the rules of that world. So, True. Again, the only kid we really do see get fucked up. It's also the only minority character in this. Movie. Oh, yeah. Good yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The black the black kid is the only one we see visibly like horribly get fucked up. Yeah, it's yeah. Damon, the boy. He keeps getting hurt. But the it, coat uh, hanger was wild. Yeah. Coat hanger was wild. That was one of the few notes that I had in this thing. After the initial Nick Cage freakout, he trips over one of the kids' toys, and the daughter and brother are in the basement. Mom's trying to get in with a Sawzall, because it's Sawzall, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which they say a lot. Yeah, twice, but she, she really, no, Nick Cage has it a couple times towards the end. She really hacks at that door yeah. with no skill at all. And then Nick Cage trying to get a sawzall blade to go into something That's at fair. that yeah, angle is just fucking <laughs> yeah. terrible. Like, but then Nick Cage is like, it's like if you got to do something right, you got to do it yourself. And he goes upstairs to go get his gun, which isn't in the box. You hear two shots, and mom starts screaming, and you see the nine year old in the basement with the gun. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, awesome. They have a gun. This will be over quickly. Two shots. And then the gun is gone. Yeah, they never have it again. Yeah. Yeah. The parent, then the parents try and like gas the kids, like, which I thought was clever. Yeah. And then I liked the Home Alone style booby trap the daughter made, like taping matches to the back of the door over like the strike paper, which blows up Nick Cage, which is pretty fun. But then they go I wanted into, him to be more burned. Afterward. I did, too. And then but they go into a crawl space to get away from the explosion and somehow ha- wind up in the attic. Yeah, they did some kind of like climbing <laughs> in that wall, some kind of plenum space got yeah. them to the attic. I do want to just quickly talk about the ending of this movie, please. I want to really slowly talk about the ending. So the ending of this movie so actually we need to draw this episode out so please go slower (laughs) so after mom gets shoveled and nick cage passes out after hitting a car it cuts to nicholas cage and mom being tied up in the basement the kids are there just watching leave it's daylight out now go away go anywhere because no one else is trying to kill you 
but the kids are there and you know there's and the daughter's saying all the you know parent lines like you know we want to trust you but you're making it hard and brother's like you know i love you mom i love you dad and mom's like we love you more than anything and then nick cage is like, just sometimes we want to credits that's how this movie ends yeah i didn't like it yeah as soon as i saw that because again the last five minutes of this movie i was on board and then that happened i just text peter i fucking hate this movie (laughs) (laughs) i mean like from a fundamental perspective like it's shot well like the gore is done you know in a pretty effective way again this director's really good at like frantic action everything's well constructed just not well written yeah Ooh, I would also take out all like the static because apparently there's like oh, static right. on TV and static on the radio and that's what seems to trigger people. Yeah, but it's just confusing. But it, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't add to anything. Yeah, there's no real indication of what causes it. And that's frustrating. Yeah. So just in terms of world building, doesn't do anything. Yeah. In terms of character, doesn't do anything. I would rather like if they took out all of that static and everything, if they just kind of like shrugged and said i don't know maybe just every parent in the world had had enough yeah (laughs) it's like this is the day that they're just like fuck like one person did it like oh well it starts out with that person who leaves their car on the train tracks and like lets their car get run over with their kid in it like make it a purge situation which is i thought what we were gonna get because i thought that's what it was gonna be like the blurb of this movie is you know a brother and sister have to survive 24 hours you know while their parents go insane they never don't not go insane. Right. You guys have mentioned. <laughs> and we never see what happens after, after 24 hours. Yeah. Because it just doesn't get that far. So you did mention the Dr. Oz cameo, which super weird. Yeah, but accurate. Yeah. True. The other super weird yet accurate cameo is uh, when they're watching the news and there's the panel of three people on like CNN or whatever. The middle one, bald guy, bald Irish guy. I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? Why do I know that guy? That's Grant Morrison, the creator of the comic book Happy. Uh, He also wrote uh. X-Men, Animal Man, Justice League, like prolific uh, comic author. And I'm like, all right, he worked with Dude on Happy. That kind of makes sense. Weird cameo. But what I loved is he's supposed to be like a talking head on a news program. And he's just wearing his like normal Grant Morrison leather jacket. I don't have anything like uh, about this movie that impressed me. (laughs) (laughs) What about the best line? So... Oh, it's what Nicholas Cage talking to the the boyfriend, yeah, boyfriend yeah. Damon, and, <laughs> and he's just you know confronting him in the kitchen about like oh you know kids and this and that and you know I know what you kids are all up to. He's like, now the world you kids are living in, the things you've seen on the internet, mouth to dildo, dildo to ass, ass to ass. Hi, Brent, anal beads. It's good. It's <laughs> a good line. <laughs> I love ass to ass. Yeah. I like mouth to dildo. Yeah, mouth it's to like dildo. that's one that I think I'll have to start Googling because <laughs> I haven't seen enough of it. And this movie says I need it. I really liked when he's smashing up the pool table and singing the hokey pokey. That's not my quote. My quote is when mom first gets home, goes to the door to try and like coerce the kids out of the basement. And she's being like, it's OK, honey. It's OK. And uh, come on out. And Nick Cage just runs up the door, starts banging on it and screams, you mother, your motherfucking mother said open this door and motherfuckers, you're going to open this motherfucking door. 
followed by him breaking down, crying on the floor next to the door. Carly! Joshy! The only quote I had for this is uh, after his dad attacks him, he, he's just shouting, Get your claws off me, you fucking filthy dinosaur! <laughs> yeah. <sighs> that was good. Alright, so Venn Diagram, what, what do you guys think? Oh, uh, it's a bad movie. A bad bad movie, performance. Bad performance. Fun line reads. Fun line fun reads. Fun insanity. Yeah. Like him screaming after the leg stab was like really funny. This but... would be a great movie for just clips. Yes. Show totally. some clips to yeah. somebody. Like just watch a couple of clips and you'll get enough out of this movie. You'll be like, oh, okay, I kind of get it. Yeah, there's probably like a cage supercut from mom and dad. If not, I'll make one. Yeah. Fuck it. Why not? Yeah, for the I patrons. mean, it'll be like five minutes long. Yeah. Max. Yeah. Max. <laughs> That's the best parts of the movie. So you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, bad, bad, bad all around. Yeah. It's too bad. I feel like this this one really had potential in my mind to be something fun and campy. And it it just missed like it every It needed mark. to be campier. Yeah. My expectations were way off on this one. Um. Well, you know, you see something blind, you just don't know. So it looked a lot better on paper. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of things that look worse on paper, next. I I don't know about that one, Sean. Let's take that again. That was pretty rough. Go back in time two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is is me predicting the future and me trying out material. I thought that was his best. (laughs) It's like Um, everything he had. All right, now, here's one I actually wrote. Next's up. (laughs) <laughs> can we just get Hornback to be the co-host on this yep <laughs> no, this is my this was my idea you're stuck with me <laughs> no that's fine he can take my spot <laughs> <laughs> Woo. who could replace that uh, so no one farts like I fart <laughs> the movie next uh, Nick Cage plays Chris Johnson aka Frank Cadillac Jessica Biel is Liz Cooper and Julianne Moore is Kaylee Ferris Nick Cage plays a off-strip Vegas magician whose whole shtick is he can tell you what's going to happen before it happens. Yeah, he can tell you what's going to happen in his life yeah. before it happens. Within two minutes. Within yeah. two minutes. And that's the whole conceit of this film is he can predict the next two minutes of what's about to happen to him. Yeah. And that's the only rule in this movie. Which, again, the only rule. Remember this because it'll never come up. Yeah, I mean, that in and of itself could be interesting. But then they come up with this dumb fucking plot that makes no sense and doesn't involve two minutes in the future. So uh, the FBI wants Frank Cadillac or Chris Johnson. I think just call him Frank Cadillac. Frank, Frank Cadillac better, wants Frank Cadillac to help them predict where a stolen nuclear weapon is going to go off and where it is in L.A. They know he can only predict things two minutes into the future, but they want him for this. Well, they don't really have like the whole scope of like his power. No, right, like, but she kind she, of is cracking the code. But she cra- yeah. she cracks the code that She's is like, no more than two minutes really early on. Just, yeah, there you go. Oh, you got it on your laptop. <laughs> go back in time. <laughs> the whole... <laughs> Embarrassing. So the whole premise of this film is the FBI is trying to, like, ca- capture this guy to predict where this weapon's going to be. Don't worry about it, because that is n- never comes up. It 
It does at the end, but it doesn't. Uh, the main movie is about... <laughs> don't worry, time travel. Uh, the main movie is Nicolas Cage... Time travel won't fix that sentence. Talking, <laughs> time travel... Yeah, that sentence describes this movie perfectly, goddammit. Um, Jessica Biel is a woman he has seen in visions from further than two minutes ahead. He meets her, immediately woos her, terrorists show up. I mean, he took a couple of shots at wooing her. Yeah, he gets punched in the face. He, I don't know, is a dick. Yeah. yeah. I do like how he, uh, Dr. Strange to that one and his oh, best. Dormammu. Out- yeah. yeah. His best outcome for it was just, I don't know, better just let him punch me in the face after saying some creepy shit about being her future. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, OK, I mean. Some credit to this movie. I really do like the way they use the two minute loop, like the two minute predictive thing. Sometimes. 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 Like when he meets Jessica Biel for the first time, he goes up to her, tries to talk to her, and she just completely blows him off. And it cuts back to him just staring at her from the bar. (laughs) She's like, fuck off. And like he does it a few more times and she keeps telling him to leave her alone. And one point he just starts to stand up and she's just like, no. Yeah. (laughs) And then her boyfriend, Kendall, walks in. That's the connective tissue of this of these two oh, movies. Yeah. There's two people named Kendall. His what? name was Kendall. His name was Kendall. I uh, sent yeah. you a text. You're like know. her ex's name is Kendall. That confused me because I thought you were talking about mom no, and dad. No, <laughs> she had an ex named Kendall. And as grandma and mom and dad said, Kendall's not even a real name. Yeah. Oh, Beats can up I Kendall. talk about the? Uh, Doesn't work. Hold on, hold on. Can I talk about the? Uh, <laughs> him being at this uh, diner every day, like. At the exact like what six ten or some shit like yeah, that like six oh eight yeah here we go twice a day and he's just housing martinis and I'm sitting there thinking boy I hope he doesn't like martinis but in his <laughs> it's vision, vision he was drinking a martini so now he's like oh I guess I got to drink a martini or else it can't happen you cannot get a good diner martini no he's like, that's our next podcast at like a diner genius. martini uh, actually that kind of is our next podcast sort of yeah. <laughs> Something with a moons over my hammy uh, theme to it. (laughs) That's a mini pancake. Whoa. Wait, go back in time. (laughs) (laughs) Two minutes, two minutes. (laughs) Hey, Nick, in two minutes, you're going to knock over your sparkle, buddy. No, (laughs) my (laughs) beverage. We'll be right back. (laughs) Well, this is about exactly how I thought it was going to (laughs) go. I'm having a blast. So here we are, two minutes back in time. No, no, no sparkle buddies have been spilt. No. My phone is sticky. No, it's not. This is two minutes in the past. Oh, it, it was sticky in the past, too. <laughs> hi I'm home alone a lot. Hey, guys, I just had a vision of the future, and this episode's not going to be that good. I don't know. I think we're nailing it. Well, welcome back to Cage Match Colin Rad about way of meeting Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Today uh, we're talking about next. Yeah. And housing martinis and I'm your host. <laughs> Hornback. <laughs> Wait a minute. Can't use that. <laughs> Doxing. <laughs> <laughs> Go back in time two minutes. <laughs> okay, uh, necking martinis. Uh yeah. he meets Jessica Beal. There's a whole plot point about her teaching uh on a reservation. Yeah, why did they do that? <sighs> Uh, it was to set up the FBI using the photo, like the traffic cam to get the permit number for her reservation access. 
so they could track her by that permit. They could so dumb. Have it could just have been a, a fucking license plate. license plate. No, there was no license plate on the front. Uh, yeah, I understand that there was no <laughs> license plate. They could have just written that there was a license plate on the front. That's how movie making marks. But then there's no obstacles to overcome. And we don't know that she's a nice person. Yeah, because we got to know she's a nice person. Yeah. I will also, <laughs> it gives her so a reason we wouldn't to be care like, when she blows up later. Uh, OK, yeah. My favorite part of this movie is when Jessica Biel just explodes. OK, that was great. And also the I laughed so hard. The news reporter just sitting there and the cameraman's like unflinching. He's like, we're going to keep filming the spot where the body Zoom was. in. Yeah. And the news reporter is just like having an emotional breakdown because she just saw somebody explode. And the cameraman's like, I don't want to miss a thing. (laughs) How often do you see someone just explode? I don't know. But I think the director for the news program would be like, hey, man, shift that camera to the other side. Like, just pan so that like the reporter's on the other side of the shot. It's like, oh, boop, you're not looking at an exploded lady anymore. I don't know. That's when like the uh, card has to come up with the elevator music that says, you know, you know, we'll be right back. We're experiencing technical difficulties. Yeah. Like news bursting at the seams or something. Yeah, absolutely. Something, something really out of like bursting at the seams is rude. Sean. <laughs> <laughs> that That's what I was going for. Mm. Terror. So it, also in this movie, there's a group of european terrorists i got i got a real question about these guys they're loosely russian right they're french (laughs) i was watching this with subtitles on because maybe mixing all this is terrible but it's like there's it's always speaking french speaking french until one part where someone is definitely speaking german and the subtitle said foreign language (laughs) (laughs) uh what was with those guys like they obviously knew Nick Cage had some kind of power. Everyone right? did. Because they were trying to, like, get to Cage also and, like, trying to assassinate well, him. They, Why did they know? Originally, it was just they wanted him because the FBI wanted him. and that, But they didn't know why. And then suddenly they knew why. Also, why is Columbo in this movie? <laughs> I've never seen Peter laugh this much. I can't stand this shit. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, my God. You were red, dude. (laughs) This movie is so fucking dumb. (laughs) Uh, And it feels so long, too. For an hour and a half, it is so goddamn long. Man. All right, then where are we? Has he used his time power to fuck her yet? That's about where we're at. Okay. Like, he. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they get a cabin, a stabbing cabin. And then he's like, I'm going to sleep in the car because I'm a nice guy. And he does. Yeah, but he tosses and turns and she feels bad, so she fucks him. Yeah, more or less, that's how that story goes. Yeah, she's like, oh man, this stranger can't sleep in the car. Better bone down. (laughs) And then the FBI approaches her when she goes out to get breakfast foods and is like, you're dating a sociopath. (laughs) That Egg McMuffin is for a psycho. He's he's using his <laughs> magic mind powers to get in your pants. So she's like, he did do that. <laughs> so she has to drug him, but she has to drug him exactly two minutes after he goes out of the room. Or else he knows. Or else he'll know. Yeah. But wouldn't he know? Wouldn't he like see two minutes in the future when he like drank and then started feeling woozy? I guess they said it takes five minutes to work. Again, the rules don't make sense. 
But then she doesn't want to drug him and tells him the truth. <laughs> and he proves that he's a magic man by like saying the lines of t- of whatever's going to be on TV and then changing the channel. Which doesn't I don't think that would make me feel less like you were magic raping me. No, not at all. But I'm just saying that's a cool way to show off that you have a power. Yeah. And then we get to the terrible CGI train rolling down the hill scene. Oh, man, that was so cool. It went so from, many barrels. Also, it, that's where it goes from, like, be, using, like, HD cameras to just using 35 millimeter film because it was over 110 degrees and they were worried about ruining the equipment and the heat. Because it's 2007. Yeah. Which I'm like, OK, this scene was definitely filmed for 3D. So there's this whole, like... Was this movie filmed for 3D? Probably 2007. Oh, man. Seems like it would be, yeah. And that whole rolling down the hill when all the logs come down. That would be the only scene that was, like, 3 d Yeah. Didn't stop them. They were mad about 3D. (laughs) Okay. The French terrorists are there again. And again, there's, like, a cool thing where he's running down the hill. He doesn't know they're there, but, like, you know, the guy takes a shot and he, like, just leans back right before it would have hit him. Right. Yeah, he he, he gets the sense while he's running. He learns that they're there. But uh, oh, I want to say like the two times Nick Cage avoids danger on the hill before Mm -hmm. he gets to the bottom are so great. Like they take the shot at him with the the sniper and he just kind of like does a sweet like lean back, like just at the last second, like and lets it fly past his chest. And then the second time when all that shit's coming down and he like runs up to this one point and he stops and then he just does that like super dramatic like Thor kneel like oh yeah and right just like the train goes over him yeah or no, like, that's when the car's rolling past him yeah the the car the jeep flips over and <laughs> why couldn't he have just like run up there and been like okay yeah I duck down now yeah <laughs> no I noticed that too can we just talk about how sick his golden jacket is uh that jacket's pretty rad okay. oh during my uh we during... gotta talk about the meme then because this is the movie where the Nick Cage bird hair meme came from so in my research for this movie that golden jacket is a reference to the Philip K. Dick short story the golden man which this movie is supposedly based on boo that is 100% not true <laughs> random guy on IMDB well it's Oh, okay. The yes, PK yeah. Dick story is about a man who can see a limited range into his future. Yeah, that's it. No. That's the entire basis. I know. I'm just saying the fact that someone on the internet said the jacket is a reference to that. I oh, find. they said the jacket. Yeah, was a reference his to that? his yeah, his gold jacket is a reference to the golden man. I'm pretty sure the reference to the golden man is the fact that he can see into his own future. Yeah. Yeah. So he gets to the bottom of the hill. Internet s- people are dumb. Saves the FBI agent from being crushed by. The series of events he started, the series of events he started more than two minutes ago, they capture him. And again, at this point, they know two minutes in the future. Their plan for getting him to figure out where the bomb's going to go off isn't terrible. They're just like, news is going to cover it. So we're just going to put on CNN and force you to watch it. Yeah, but I mean, again, the two minute lead is just like, yeah, nobody's going to be able to stop the nuke within two minutes. But the the thing that killed me about this entire thing, so, like, he has this vision of Jessica Biel, right, Mm -hmm. in this diner, and he's going there every day at 6.08 or whatever the fuck, twice a day, and it's because he only sees his own future in the two-minute increments except pertaining to her. Where he which saw, is the stupidest fucking concept, because then all of a sudden he can see deeply into the future, because she 
getting blown up that he sees on TV happens a lot way in the future. Yeah. It was a couple hours. Yeah. yeah, right. So it's like, what's the point of this two minute bullshit? Just don't do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, they needed to adhere to the original story for artistic <sighs> credibility. Yeah. yeah. Credibility was the big concern with this movie. Yeah. So the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, this would make a really good 2007 USA like programming 12 episode like serial think of a burn notice i knew you were gonna say burn notice (laughs) go back two minutes (laughs) (laughs) but just like you know where you have a guy who can see you know who has to just solve like crimes of the week pretty cool and i'm like and you could show him like having to like sit there and like make every decision and see what those two minutes are which we kind of do get at the end where they have like a multiple man style he's like i gotta find her and he starts walking down a hall and then he splits into two people as he's like predicting which way he's going to go. But then those people start predicting where they're going to go. Yeah. So he could see into the future forever, essentially. Yeah, within a two minute mark. But then don't they stack? Like, if I make a version of me at a minute 59, does that get two minutes? (laughs) (laughs) See what I'm saying? Uh, You would only be able to go back to the point the where second. you yeah. made that one. So you pretty much to be able to go back to that original point, he had to search the whole building within two minutes, yeah. all those times. So, cause it was really, that also sounds unfeasible. It was less like he was making additionals of himself. He was just making different choices, making and different it choices overlapped and overlapped all of the choices at I once. I understand. I'm just, yeah, saying. I think that part actually was kind of cool. That worked. I mean, you're I confusing that. the audience, Sean. They rely on us. They do not. Restrict adherence to facts. Okay, the only thing that I liked from one of those scenes, maybe it was when he was escaping from the feds, mm-hmm. but he like runs out into a hallway and biffs a dude with a baton, mm-hmm. like just wings it down a hallway, and the guy's like running across and just gets nailed. Well, and again, like, like nice. a fun way to use this power for an action movie is just you know what's going to happen before it happens. So yeah. Did you see The Edge of Tomorrow with a? Tom Cruise and no, Emily. Blunt. I know of it, but I the movie, it's actually a pretty fun movie. Um, and, you know, it, it's a time loop situation yeah. where like he dies, he comes back to life. He runs the same thing again. He yeah. gets slightly better. He dies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like, I think in that scene, when they're fighting the terrorists, they could have done more of that, like yeah. seeing the failures and then coming up with cool success versus just like him, you know, like slyly being like a sniper up there. Oh, we should yeah. say that the terrorists have Jessica Beale. That's why she gets blown up. Yeah. So but we should also say that they're... Groundhog's Day is a way better version of this movie. Yes. Absolutely. So they're trying to find No Jessica Beale. All Groundhog's so Day. He's he'll help the feds find the bomb if they help him save Jessica Beale. So they're in this warehouse killing terrorists, finding Jessica Beale. As soon as she's safe, they're like, oh, the bomb's probably here. They open up the container it used to be in. It wasn't there. They're like, where's it going to be? And then Nick Cage goes, "Uh oh, I messed up. I made a mistake. I made a mistake. And then (sighs) and then you see L.A. get nuked. That nuke CGI is so fucking bad. Uh, Remember, he can see two minutes into the future. They should have just nuked L.A. for for authenticity. Yeah, right. Remember, he can only see two minutes in the future. And then suddenly he wakes up. In the bed, in the motel, with Jessica Beale before the FBI showed up. Yeah, because he just saw, like, her whole future, and it's like, oh, fuck me. I don't understand this movie. No, because what he does is he goes outside, talks to the Fed, 
She has to be left out of it. She says, okay, they get in a car, drive off, and that's the end of the movie. They never solve the nuke problem. True. What? I thought there was more after that. No, nope. that's the credits. Uh, yeah, the credits. That go backwards, which I thought was kind of cute. Eh, <sighs> it would be cool if they truly went backwards, but they only ran down instead I, of being from the end forward. I, I stopped watching it. Good so point. Yeah, I rewatched the credits just to make sure I knew. But, but. So the whole premise of this film is they want him to find a nuke. The nuke goes off, but that's only a dream. So he's going to help them. So the movie ends at the start. Well, at the well, middle. The middle. It it's at ends at the fucking. So at least he has that going for him. True. But that's it. This had to have been a TV pilot at one point. Probably. Or a script for a TV pilot at one point. Because that's just a dog shit way to end this film. Alright, Sean, you've got two minutes to give me a better movie. Get rid of the A plot. Get rid of the nuke plot. The government just wants him because of his power. They know for reasons Jessica Beale is a key part of it, so they kidnap Jessica Beale, and he has to use his powers to break into their facility and save her. That's it. That's a better movie. Nick, you've got two minutes to make a better movie. I mean, I can do it in less time. Uh, this weekend I watched 2004's Daredevil with Ben Affleck, and that was a better movie than this. <laughs> so just make Daredevil instead. Yeah. Uh, oh, and last night I watched uh, the Snake Eyes G.I. Joe movie. Oh. It was also terrible, but better than this movie. Fair enough. Just Daredevil made me think, uh, rest in peace, Ray Stevenson. He wasn't in Daredevil, but he was the Punisher at one point. Mm -hmm. He was also Volstagg of the Warriors 3 in the Thor movies. No connection to this film. I just wanted to be like, he was a good actor. I liked him. Um, so yeah, that's how you make a better movie. Uh, you you the just original, make something else. Yeah, you make <laughs> something else. Don't do this. But also, the original script didn't have the terrorist subplot in it. The original oh. script was just him running from the government, and then they added the terrorists to put in a villain of this film. The Aside villain couldn't the have government. been the government? <laughs> yeah, not in this country. Also, originally there were 10 bombs. That's too many bombs. Yeah. yeah. Considering like, the point that they don't do anything with the first bomb in this film anyway. Like, the bomb the bomb is irrelevant to this movie. Yeah, but he goofed up. But it was a dream. Had a boo-boo. It was a future dream possibility. Yeah. Maybe. Either way, dumb. Yeah. yeah. This movie was terrible. Yeah. Quotes? Uh, when, he's when he's describing to Jessica Biel his stage name's like, Frank Cadillac, I just combined two things I loved. Frankenstein and Cadillacs. It's a good way to go about it. Like, if I had to name myself, I would probably name myself after things I enjoyed as well. What would you pick? Uh, if I had to choose two things... Rhubarb right? Barcelona. <laughs> I do like rhubarb. I've never been to Barcelona. Neither have I. Actually, I think I like it. the Barcelona Olympics were by far my least favorite, so fuck them. I don't know. I'd probably choose, like, Donkey Show Honey Pot. That's pretty good. Yeah. Quit so Kaiser so saying this. <laughs> I stop can't help at, it. Stop, stop looking at things in, in Peter's basement. Yeah, stop looking at my donkey show. <laughs> if we'd stop recording in Tijuana, we wouldn't have these problems. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not back, not allowed back in America yet. Uh, yeah. So my plot or my quote, Nick Cage is just like explaining to the fucking feds uh, like how to go about this like extraction and one of the guys like tries to like oh okay so we're gonna go in and do this and cage is just like if you could just be quiet and do exactly what i say 
I'll save your life. It's like, ugh, God, that's such a dumb line. I loved it. So I want to talk about real briefly how your brain tried to save you from how bad this movie is by rearranging the order of things to where this movie had an ending. That, yeah. yeah, your version was actually Your version better. was better. I thought there was an ending after the non-ending. No. Nope. <laughs> like how your brain was just like, this is dumb. We don't we don't agree with this reality. We'll make up our own. Yeah. Um, so the other connected tissue of both these films is they don't end. They don't have endings. Yeah, Two characters true. named Kendall and no endings. Well, that's it. no satisfactory endings. They just the yeah. grandpa got an ending. <laughs> yeah, that that melon went blap. <laughs> so, uh, Nick, what do you want to suggest to go forward? Because I'll probably just agree with whatever you say. Mom and dad. Uh, I was going to say next. Yeah. You know, mom and dad just has more Nicolas Cage performance I can enjoy. Yeah. The that's... movie sucked, but at least I've got that. It's got some There's great. nothing in It's next. got great full, full on cage. Yeah. So for just for the sake of full cage, I will bequeath oh. my vote for next unless unless you just want to move primal forward no okay i'd rather watch Back either of the these movies. i'd rather watch either of these movies again that's actually a lie you're just digging I, in your heels you're just being mean now i yeah. didn't like <laughs> you're just no, being I hateful i, I did like not either. like primal at all nobody liked primal i mean i liked primal <laughs> but i think adam liked primal <laughs> yeah adam liked that doesn't surprise me adam's got like a real primal kind of like aura about him yeah. adam liked his adam enjoyed his time watching it with john that's fair yeah and isn't that what this is all about no that's what season... watching movies with john <laughs> i <Yeah>. hope <laughs> that's season two boy i hope after we finish this we podcast, kidnapped john, john lets with us john. watch a movie with him <laughs> no but i mean season i mean part of, i mean part of season two is us watching getting to watch these movies together finally for sure yeah which will makes which well, will make mom and dad a lot more palatable we'll watch half of these movies together the, 50% of them will be eliminated. I mean the movies that go forward, obviously. <laughs> like Primal. Yeah, I, I know. No. I'm just going to bring Primal and I'm going to put it in. It's going to be like every time I make it. It's like, God damn it, Nick, is this Primal again? <laughs> it's like every time I try to trick Pete into watching Fast and the Furious 4. I just put it in. <laughs> Amazing. I want you to do the effort of like actually cutting the beginning of the regular movie that we think we're going to watch. And then after the like intro credits or whatever, it's just like, God, it's just fucking primal. primal. <laughs> yeah. All right. White Jag. So <laughs> white Jag. Uh, you heard it One here. In a million. You heard it here, people. Mom and dad is the winner. It's so good. Yay, movie. Definitely watch it. No. I mean, of both these films, it does have the most enjoyable five minutes of both these films. Uh, agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I want to talk about one more thing in next real quick. So he's a stage magician. That's how he earns his living. But then he also hustles casinos using his two minute power to read cards. He's got to get out of the casino because he knows they're onto him because of his two minute power. So he escapes the casino in a fun little like predicting where he's going to go. Yeah, kind that of was kind of fun. Steals a car. Yeah. That part was dumb. Goes to see Columbo. Yeah. Who might be his dad. Eh. Um, Absolutely no clue about the relation. Yeah. But goes to see Columbo. Peter Falk. Rest in peace. He's dead, right? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Dead to me. <laughs> He Fuck knows you, what Columbo. He, he knows what he did. Um, we can yeah. solve this mystery. <laughs> Real complicated opinions on Columbo going around here. The cops are chasing him. There's this whole thing. I'm like, 
the man collects a paycheck in Vegas. He works for another casino. You know he does because when they are watching him on the camera, they'll be like, isn't that Frank Cadillac? He works over at blah, blah, blah. Why are you putting in all this effort when you can just show up at his job tomorrow? Just go get him. So fucking dumb. Yeah. Hey, so next episode, though, we've got some interesting stuff. A number four seed against a 13 seed with Con Air and Rage. Ooh. And my younger brother is our special guest. Ooh. So that should be interesting. These are three... our very special guest. Yes. These are three things I know nothing about. Con Air? Yeah. My... You've never seen Con Air? Never seen Con Air. Oh, yeah, that's right. We did talk about that, I think. You missed Con Air and The Rock? Yeah. That's fucking wild. I can I understand not watching The Rock. <laughs> It was one of those things like I didn't, you know, fucking when did the, when did Con Air come out? 1997. I don't know. Mm, if I had to guess, I think the three movies I watched the most growing up were Men in Tights, mm. uh, maybe Con Air. I watched Con Air a lot and Stripes. Oh, yeah. We talked about this a little bit in one of the other episodes, I think. Go back two minutes. <laughs> well, fuck any uh, last thoughts or should I do my little outro and then you guys outro? Don't don't watch these movies. Don't. No, go ahead and watch them. Yeah, just also know that they suck shit. If you want to watch Mom yeah. and Dad, um, it's on Hulu. Yep. I know what we're going to be cutting out of this episode. Let's go back two minutes <laughs> to... Good night, everybody. Please rate, review, subscribe. Thank you. It really does fucking help us. Um, we are on Reddit at Cage Match Pod. We are on Instagram at Cage underscore Match underscore Pod. Um, if you are interested in supporting us, we are on Patreon at cage match and uh thank you to our sparkle buddies josh sean josie rico matt and adam and to our cage dancers ira john and our new dancer entering the stage freeman love you freeman thank you for your support that's, yeah thanks for listening podcast hopefully oh. god damn your ass i know it's fucking it's wild really bad i don't think it's gonna stop no it's not all right let's go take pictures bye everybody good night of my ass yes Go back two minutes. Peter, start it again. Hey, Peter, um, to save us time later, when we do knowing in a month, can you just take our review of next and just change every time one of us says next to knowing? Yep. That was a good clean shot on knowing. Nick, can I get one? Knowing. 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 Good. We'll Perfect. see you next month. Knowing. Uh, so what did you eat today? <laughs> <laughs> I did a Spanish roast pork with a Roman No, this yeah, is this, all this the this is all the hatred and bile of these movies trying to get out. Yeah, no. Because nope. it's not getting out the front the front hole fast enough. The movies were no good. I had to put something good in me. Fair enough. Uh ass to ass. So I have I have a funny ass to ass story. Oh. So back um back when I was married to previous guest Meredith, we had a joke where we'd, you know Were you guys married before? I hadn't heard that. <laughs> uh we used to joke around like do like a butt bump and be like, hey, butt stuff. So one day we're at a dinner party. <laughs> at their mom's house and just walk by and you know i do that and we both hit butt stuff but we do it quietly because you know there are guests <laughs> and meredith's mom goes what's butt stuff and meredith turns to their mother and goes it's anal sex mother in front of the entire kitchen 
Meredith. Yep, I do too.